All right, everybody, welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. I am Paul Christian. And I am Eric. That's right, and we're back. We're doing, this is actually going to be the finale of our Hellboy series. This is the third episode we've done in a row. Uh, we, we, if you're just joining us, we tend to do uh, longer series. We don't always. Sometimes we have one always. But we like to dig into a book for a little bit, because a lot of podcasts will only do the volume one of a story, so it's nice to find a book you're getting into and be like, oh, finally, someone did volume two. Yeah. Finally, and someone did volume two. Especially yeah. when it's something like Hellboy. Right. And actually, we're not doing volume two of Hellboy today. We're skipping ahead yeah. in the reading order a little bit. I mentioned this at the start. We're skipping ahead to cover the movie, or the books that are we're the skip- source material that is covered in the movies. Yeah, exactly. We're trying to find movies that are based on yeah. the books we're covering. Because yep. in Hellboy, they've actually done a pretty good job of that. Or at least having characters from the books. Yeah, it doesn't follow the story like line by line, but it's it's a lot this, of just This the week, same it's going to be very, probably the closest it's ever been. Oh, definitely, yeah. Because yeah. um, this week, we're going to be talking about Hellboy and the Wild Hunt, which skips ahead quite a bit in the Hellboy reading order. But I think you could probably read it at any time. Yeah, I I have it spoils a few things. Yeah, because I'm only what I'm on I'm on volume or book two of the Hellboy. Yeah, because you've been reading on your own since yeah. we started doing the podcast. You've been reading on your own in the reading order. Yeah, right? so yeah. this was a bit risky for me, but it didn't. I mean, it alluded to things that I didn't know about. So like, there is some details. It left I'm the sure. details vague though. Yeah, exactly. So you're like, it's enough just to get you interested. Be like, whoa, what happened? Yeah, like, I want to find out more about that. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't anything like earth shatteringly spoiling. Right, it wasn't like Abe, you know, stabbed Hellboy and he's yeah. a traitor. <laughs> no, it's like nothing like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't know about that yet. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Don't tell me. Um, so, yeah, this week we're doing Hellboy and the Wild Hunt, uh, and we're going to compare that to, you may have guessed it, it's the only Hellboy movie left yep. uh, that we haven't talked about. It's Hellboy 2019, the David Harbour one, the new yep. one. And, uh, yeah, it's not a great movie. We have things to say about it, but we'll get there. I mean, th- there are parts I enjoy. It's not the worst movie I've ever it's seen. It's not the People worst. are calling it, like, Suicide Squad bad. I don't know about that. No, no, no. Yeah, it's, but we'll get to it. There's there's good and bad things. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, so if you want to, like, if it's just your first time joining us, like I said, we do series. Usually we'll do one book and one movie or TV show in one episode. And, like I said before, kind of compare them together. Uh, and see which one was better because it's flip-flopped it's been one or the other when we've done the podcast Mm. we've had really good books and really bad movies or shows and then we've had uh, bad books and then finally we were saved by the adaptation (laughs) uh watchmen doomsday clock for example oh yeah (laughs) um yeah that's probably the biggest example right so it's it's fun uh getting to kind of see the comparison especially in a book like this this week where the the movie we cover is like super super closely adapted from the book it's interesting to see because you'll notice like lines of dialogue that are similar yeah and they're always cool they're even like shot like the way things go down are almost like shot for panel for panel right yeah i hear you um so it's cool to get that comparison so we do that every week and we actually do also take fan requests too so if you want to hit us up on twitter we're at agents of podcast on twitter um not only are we talking about podcast stuff but i always like post screenshots of the things that i read monthly or weekly i should say yeah monthly as well yeah but uh, four times monthly (laughs) uh and so we'll we'll just talk about retweet comics because we follow you back if you follow us just so we can engage with you like with your posts about shit too oh Uh, yeah because i like doing that it's like a good way to to, uh, open up a dialogue Mm -hmm. um and if if you don't want us to follow you back, then just lock your profile. What are you doing? <laughs> Go private. If you lock your profile, I won't follow you back. <laughs> or, I mean, I might try, but you can sla- slam the door on me. We will try. <laughs> Be like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's a one-way relationship. Oh, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so if you want, like I said, we take requests. Uh, so that's on Patreon at patreon.com slash agents of comic book. You only have to sign up at the $5 level to choose like a one-off episode, like to make us do one book and one movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the $10 level lets you design a whole series, which is actually what we're doing next week. Uh, we have a really cool request coming up next week. Yeah, I'm excited uh, about that. Gonna, and I might as well say it now so that way everyone can start reading. Next yeah. week, uh, we got a request because we actually uh, just got a new uh, a new patron on the Patreon. He requested an episode, Justin Lake. Thanks, thanks for joining the club. Uh, thanks for hopping on. Oh, yeah. Uh, hell yeah. I appreciate it. Yep. Sl- slowly getting some request episodes on the Patreon, which uh, I, d- I definitely appreciate that. Uh, but he he's our first three-part request. We got a one-part request from know, CJ. It's a, it's a big uh, one. The Catwoman recently, actually. But this one, we're actually uh, got a three-part Thor Jason Aaron request, which is we were pumped about because you've been talking for since you got into comics, really, about reading that run. Oh, yeah. Um, Because of Southern Bastards, I think, probably. Yeah, because Southern Bastards, I mean, that was like one of the more recent comics that uh, like non cape stuff that I super got into. Yeah. That was one of the first comics that you picked up off my shelf and just read. Yep. Like, yeah. Cause that, yeah. Cause that was before at that point you hadn't been reading a lot of comics, I, but that was like, I was like, yeah, I explained it to you. I'm like, yeah, it's like game of Thrones, but with football teams in the South. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I was like, I got super oh, into a, that. Yeah. So I was all on board with Jason Aaron and Jason Latour. Yeah. So that, so we've been talking for years about like, I was like, well, if you like Jason Aaron's writing, you might want to read Thor. It's like oh, the yeah. best book he's done. It's like the most famous book he's done. And so it's like, now, we're finally getting into it now. Yeah, now, exactly. Now you're gonna finally read it, so that's cool. Yeah, and like conceptually, like Thor is probably like one of the superheroes I gravitate towards more, just because I love Norse mythology. Oh, and cool. Stuff yeah, like the that, mythology so. stuff's really cool. Oh yeah. yeah, half of what I know about Norse mythology is from Marvel comics, which is awesome. <laughs> so Obviously, it's the it's not parallel, totally parallel. No, but and any, anytime it it goes away from Marvel comics, I'm always wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, like oh wait, uh, like Fenris isn't like a wolf who can like do all this shit. And like oh no 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 no, <laughs> like that's half the story. I'm like oh sorry, I'm basing my knowledge off something else right uh but i'm excited to do that because uh, it's a three-part series so we'll actually be able to do both like all 12 issues of thor god of thunder which is the first mini that he opened up with which a lot of people think is the best part of the run too sweet and then uh we'll, we'll have a third episode in there so we might even get to st- uh, start the jane foster stuff too i was gonna say so is um thor 4 the love and thunder or whatever yep is is that going to be drawing a lot from god of the uh, jason aaron's run uh maybe i guess well i guess that remains to be seen we don't okay. know well, I've, I've, i guess it's just the thunder part yeah the main like love and thunder and god of thunder it's got well, the same well, annotation and everywhere and we know that jane foster carries the hammer in the she'll movie. be in it yeah so that's that's why people think it, it will be based on jason aaron because jason aaron did all of jane foster thor okay um, so if it's, if, if it, they gotta be drawing something from it, if they're going with that plot line. Yeah. And a lot of people think that Christian Bale is either playing Gore the God Butcher or maybe Dario Egger. Okay. The Minotaur CEO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh so, yeah, that guy's odd. The one from Immortal Hulk? Yep. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, he's was he's from Thor and then Al Ewing just used the character again in Immortal Hulk. Well, just that I saw him in Immortal Hulk. Right, right, yeah. right. Um, but yeah, so it's a cool callback. Jay, uh, Al Ewing likes to do that. Take characters from other books, even recently, like newer characters, and like make them part of the universe. Oh, cool. Yes, yeah, so I, I like when writers do that. Oh, hell yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll be starting uh, another three-part series next week with Thor. So definitely, if you want to get ahead on that, uh, Thor God of Thunders on Marvel Unlimited. So, And I think that might have even been one of the stories they made free because of all the pandemic stuff. I'm oh, really? Sure. They made a bunch of stories free on Marvel Unlimited. Oh, like, sweet. Some good ones, some bad ones. Like Civil <laughs> Wars on there. That's a terrible oh, story, yeah. so don't read that. Um, but you should read like Thanos Wins by Don. Cates is on there oh, hell yeah. and uh, some some really good stuff so definitely check those out if you don't have Marvel Unlimited like you can just go read those for free nice um, but without further ado we're going to be getting into the finale of our Hellboy series I think I've been, just been trying to stall for time because I don't want it to end <laughs> right <laughs> I don't want to spend a good run yeah I mean we couldn't talk about every Hellboy volume because then at this point at that point we'd be a Hellboy podcast because yeah. there's like a hundred volumes <laughs> of this series but 
honestly, like go read it all because like we're skipping ahead, but we're cutting out massive parts that all should be read. Like know, even I'd, like short stories and one offs too that are amazing. So yeah, throughout this year, I'd, I'd, I'm not gonna put myself to finish Hellboy this year, but I'm gonna get. You'll say that now, and then halfway through, you're like, oh shit, I'm almost done oh, with this. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. I'm sure I will. I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna slowly read Hellboy and make it just one of those things I keep coming back to, just so it like never ends. And mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, it ended. <laughs> so <laughs> you just gotta read it again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so without further ado, we're getting into Hellboy and the Wild Hunt. Uh, Hellboy and the Wild Hunt is, I think, volume nine or ten in the Hellboy series, so we're skipping nine. ahead a little bit. Yeah, yeah. nine. Uh, the story is by Mike Mignola, art by Duncan Figredo, who is, uh, I think he's done several Hellboy stories. Uh, okay. I recognize his art a lot. Yeah, it was great in this. Yeah, uh, Duncan Figredo does a like, really good uh, Hellboy. Like, he makes the fist huge, which mm-hmm. I love. Hell when, yeah. he, when Hellboy has the fist on the table, I'm like, kaboom! <laughs> right. Like, I love the way he draws the the right <laughs> hand of Doom. Definitely. Um, and then it's also uh, colored by Dave Stewart, as I would say 99% of these books always are. Uh, legendary colorist, one of the best. Okay. And then letters by Clem Robbins again, who we called out last time as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, looking at the credit page is actually one thing I never noticed here too. It says Hellboy logo designed by Kevin Nolan. Kevin Nolan's a famous comic book artist i had no idea he did the hellboy logo really yeah because the hellboy logo is on everything now oh definitely yeah. yeah like that's a great logo yeah that's like with like the double l's yeah that's like christened in yeah so that's that's cool i had no idea kevin nolan did that it's a cool little call out hmm. the whole story takes place in england and it's all centered around basic i mean several things but mainly king arthur lore yeah which is pretty interesting to me because i i'm not a king arthur lore expert by any means but yeah, this book kind of got me interested in it to the point where like i kind of want to learn more yeah definitely because um, there's also that that a24 movie coming out based on king arthur that i am interested in yeah the, like Gre- the green knight yeah, yeah, yeah that looks really really good so i'm like maybe i'm like oh maybe this does maybe this interests me maybe i should i should look into this yeah like because it it's obviously super legendary and it's a lot of stuff in culture is derived from stories of that like right the knights of the round table and all that shit and i know a lot of these names but i don't know like all their backgrounds except from from hellboy so yeah. I, I can't distinguish <laughs> what hellboy made up and what yeah exactly <laughs> but like morgan lefay seems like a cool character from this at least so like, oh, that, definitely. that seems like a character i'd be interested in and like you know merlin seems badass oh yeah so i don't know maybe i maybe i should check some of that out uh, maybe not the guy Ritchie movie i heard that was bad but not the green knight i might be interested yeah in. i heard that was pretty bad <laughs> Um, but this comic opens up with Hellboy getting a letter in the mail. It just says Hellboy on it, a nice little fancy cursive. I don't know if I'd call it the mail. Well, it's like this uh, biker dude who drops it off yeah, on a little bike. Oh, yeah. And then Hellboy gets the letter is from the Osiris Club, which is this. Uh, I think they had been introduced in Hellboy already by this point, but they're kind of like this secret society in England of paranormal. I don't even want to call them like investigators because they're not like the BPRD. They're not like trustworthy, I don't think. No. Not that the BPRD is always trustworthy, but it's kind of it's almost got like a, a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen sort type, of like kind of like but more ad- ad- adventurers club type deal. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. That's what it should be like. Yeah, um, yeah. They're like a shady like uh, they're like too rich. You know what I mean? Like they're so rich, you're like, what are you up to? Yeah, it's like an elite like secret society. Yeah, exactly. And they're never up to any good. No. Um, but Hellboy gets a letter from them, kind of exp- like inviting him to the Wild Hunt, essentially. Mm-hmm. And they kind of they bring him in, and they're like, "Hellboy, like it's such an honor to meet you." And they're like all curious about his hand and shit like that. They're like, yeah. "Wow, we we always thought like th- this would be interesting to study." Um, and they tell him about this thing they're preparing, which is the Wild Hunt. They tell him that there's these trolls like buried all over England, and like all every once in a while they'll rise up and start causing havoc. So mm-hmm. the, all these rich uh, paranormal like uh, club members, they uh, have the like they have all these tools and weapons, and they prepare and they all gather together and go kill the trolls. Like every, I don't know how often they say it happens, but yeah, they I'll, said they've been doing it for centuries. Yeah, like in concept, it's a badass idea. Yeah, so it's it's kind of cool. Like like all these ancient people are like, fuck it, time to kill some trolls. Yeah, they. 
got like the classic like wearing masks and like a giant deer head. Yeah, the giant deer head is creepy looking. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so I think that might I think that's kind of reminds me of like when you see like pictures of like the wild hunt from like the lore it's based on. It's like the antlers I think are from that. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, they're they're basically inviting him to this trip. They're like, well, hey, listen, like this time like six troll. I think do they? It's six, right? I think. I so, get yeah. confused with the movie because the movie had three. No, there's six. I yeah, because they're like the, this this time six trolls have gathered together and they're like a gang now. So like mm-hmm. maybe we need extra help, and that's what they tell Hellboy. They're yeah. like, well, this time we brought, we needed some muscle. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he's like, all right, well, I guess I'll join you. Like at this point, I mean, I think Hellboy. At this point, Hellboy, it's kind of like we mentioned this in the last episode. He's left the BPRD for a while at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, like we covered a whole volume of BPRD, which Hellboy wasn't in. Nobody knew where he was. They just thought he was like in Africa or some shit. Yep. Uh, but he's been wandering, getting into adventures. A lot of the volumes will go into that in detail, and they have some recap here for like stuff that's already happened. But I'm gonna kind of skip over this so I don't spoil it for you and yeah. for anyone else skipping ahead. <laughs> There's a bunch of moments where I just stop and be like, Paul, what the hell is this? Be like, don't. It's just don't really worry. Why is Rasputin uh, kneeling over Hellboy's body and drinking his blood? Oh, yeah, no like reason. Turning into a giant bat with wings. <laughs> oh, nothing. Nothing happened. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, they, they don't give you too much details enough to spoil the no. the fun of it. It's just enough details to make you go like, oh, like, what is that? Like, exactly. Maybe I should go back and read that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's more just like, oh, I can't wait to get to that. Yeah. Part. And the imagery is really cool. And it, it, what I like about when they show these flashback scenes, too, is you get to see Duncan Fergredo's take on the, I think it was Mike Bignola on Darkness Calls. I could be wrong. Okay. I'll have to, I'll have to someone correct me if I'm wrong uh, but it's cool to see another artist come back and do a take on those scenes mm-hmm. like for example last week when we did uh, um, Hollow Earth and BPRD they showed the scene of Hellboy leaving talking to Alice from Ryan Sook's art yeah, even yeah. though uh, he left back in uh, Conqueror Worm okay. so it's like getting two artists drawing the same scene it's cool to see the contrast so it's cool when they go through and do that because yeah, we definitely. get to see like the Duncan Fergredo uh, Rasputin which we wouldn't have seen if yeah. it weren't for that flashback yeah it's really cool it's kind of like like it, it's showing it through a memory, so it's not going to be the same kind of like image. Right, exactly. There, there's like multiple takes on a memory. Yeah, know? exactly. Um, but they're introducing him to this concept of the wild hunt, and they even walk him through these old halls where these all these like uh, troll heads they keep on walls. Yeah, because they collect everyone they kill. It's that, that's what where you first start. I'm wondering, like, yeah, these guys seem like pieces of shit. Like. Yeah. Like, they're hunting these not to keep people safe. They're doing it for, like, sport and, like, for trophies. Yeah, it's just, like, blood sport at this right. point. Like, they're they're taking way too much pride in, like, the kill. Yeah, they're enjoying it a little too much. Right. <laughs> and they're walking him through, like, all these ancient pictures. Like I said, they've been doing this for centuries. And one of the pictures even has Professor Broom. Yep. And Hellboy looks at it, and he's like, uh, what is this? He's yeah. Like, oh, yeah, he joined us for a hunt. He's like, he never told you? It's like, yeah. Ah, no, I guess not. And it's, like, weird. It's like, I, I don't imagine that he joined him for the hunt. I think he was there probably study or Yeah, that's what I have to assume we don't yeah. know for sure yeah um because even in flashbacks broom has never been like a bloodthirsty like he's not a kind of guy who'd be like yeah let's kill the trolls yeah exactly like he'd show up if he needed like if they needed help but mm-hmm. he usually has a, like more noble goals oh yeah and it's cool because the spears they use too it's like this is like a very ancient tradition apparently and they use spears to hunt the trolls but like mm-hmm. they're like we have a few modern enhancements and it like it will shock you too when they hit the switch yep so it's kind of a cool like a cool update it's like no we have the technology too that's what hellboy is it's the mix of fantasy and sci-fi which is where i i, I really enjoy it oh yeah and while this is so while this is all going on hellboy's getting a spear they're gonna prepare and go after the trolls uh, while this is all, all going on, we do get actually, um, this will be an introduction for you, but it's a, a reintroduction for anyone who read the short story, The Corpse. 
um, which is a short story in Hellboy. I mean, you kind of know the gist of it at this point. Yeah. Uh, they flash back and tell you. But Alice, this uh, baby in England, was replaced by a changeling. It was like, you know, the the fairy creatures stole the baby, replaced it with a changeling baby. Yep. And had other plans for it. And then Hellboy showed up, you know, kind of rescued everything. Mm-hmm. Um, he found out that this character, Grugach, the one who was replacing the baby, uh, he like held up iron to it. Yeah, it's like a and, horseshoe. Like, yep, and uh, scared him away and like threatened him. He was like, "I'll I'll tell like King Ma- uh, Magda like what you've done. Like this is not you're not supposed to be doing this." Mm-hmm. And King Magda is like the king of the fairies, and like he's like the basically the king of magical creatures in England. Okay. Um, and and the reason why they and I'm just kind of recapping the corpse here, but the reason why they wanted the baby in the first place was because like their whole species is dying and they need like to get people to like make into magical creatures essentially. It's oh. kind of like a Witcher kind of thing. Almost. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Um, and so that's why they were taking Alice is because they were like, well, if we don't, our whole species will die. Okay. But even Ma- Magna even believes like if we shouldn't be stealing babies, like yeah. this should be a, a thing you just like is natural. Yeah, exactly. So so Magda punished Grugach and made him like this uh, pig looking thing. Uh, and so so. He He's kind of like off on his own now. He's been exiled by the fairies. He's, he's walking through Old England and it's, he's collecting these boxes that have uh, body parts in them. And he's he's being helped out by like other creatures who are helping him out. And he's there's word that he's like helping out this queen who ends up being uh, Nimue, mm-hmm. who is going to be the basically the main antagonist of both this book and the movie we'll cover later. Yeah. Because um, he's work. His goal is to basically recover the parts for Nimue and then. His hope is that she'll restore him to who he was and then let him get revenge on Hellboy. Yep. Uh, and Nimue, and this is kind of cool because the whole backstory of this reminds me a lot of Hellboy 2 and the Golden Army, the movie we just covered. Because like uh, when we watched Hellboy 2 last week, like the King of the Elves almost kind of looked like Dagda. Okay. And like he like he kind of had like that crown and like he was like also dying and he was like oh, the right. last of his race, you know? So I yeah, kind of yeah. draw some comparisons between that. Oh, I can and see the, that. And the Elves are even called out in this story. So reading mm-hmm. this, I was like, oh, this is kind of like a little bit where... The Golden Army got their inspiration, so this kind of ties in with what we did last week, too. Yeah, definitely. Um, and Nimue, it's like the same thing, uh, the same goals as that movie, too, because she's pissed that, like, um, that like all the, the light, the creatures, like the humans and everyone, it's just taken over the world, and there's nowhere left for the monsters. Yep. Um, and so she's, and she goes to all these monsters, like, why shouldn't we have the night back? Like, we should have the whole world back. Like, mm-hmm. this used to all be ours. Yep. Uh, so, and Grugach is just working to get his own selfish reasons, but Nimue is bad news. Like, he, he's bringing about, uh, she's called the Queen of Blood. Yeah, Blood Queen. And uh, being the <laughs> Blood Queen is probably not a good thing. I guess unless you're giving people blood. Depends on your stance on blood. Because what, what if you were called the Blood Queen, but you just went around like donating blood? I mean, that'd be very, that'd be a lot better than what she that's did. Ext- yeah, that's not what she does. But I'm just saying, like, Blood Queen sounds mean, but it doesn't have to be. It is in this case. I feel like no one should be a queen or king of blood. Uh, so we cut back to Hellboy, who is uh, riding a horse, which looks cool. I like Hellboy on a horse. <laughs> that poor horse, first right? Of all. That's gonna be a lot of weight. Yeah. Um, and they're riding along, and um, this this part is interesting too. Because they're kind of like talking about him, and it seems like none of them like him, which I think he's starting to make him uneasy. Yep. Because uh, he even like he's like, oh hey, I think I knew your grandfather. Like uh, he's talking to one of the knights. He's yeah. Like, yeah. He his house was haunted, and I helped him, and the whole house ended up burning down, but we <laughs> yeah. saved it. Yeah, I had to blow the whole thing up. Yeah. And, and the knights like, yeah, you piece of shit. Like, that was supposed to be my house. He's like that. Fa- that house is in our family for hundreds of years. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, wait, are you mad at me because the ghost burned the house down? Wait, is are you serious? Yeah. He's like, whatever. Like. Uh, that's weak, man, but these rich people, my God. Right. 
Um, but yeah, it all turns out to be bad news because he get, ends up being betrayed and stabbed in the back, quite literally, with yep. one of these spears. Oh, yeah. And uh, we find out some of this at the end, but I'll just kind of go over the backstory so it all makes sense right away. Uh, they ha- the This whole Osiris Club is a descendant of the Brotherhood of Ra, which yep. is this like... Um, cult that we get introduced to in Edward Gray and some of the older books set in like the 1800s. They've been around for a while in old England. Okay. Um, same thing as the Osiris Club, just kind of like enigmatic uh, explorers who like want too much information, want to get their hands on things they don't understand. Yep. Um, and so they're they're like descendant of that club. And so the, at one point, they, they know all these rituals and seances, like they're pretty much regulars with this. Yeah, and yeah. one spirit who visited them told them like the end of the world is coming and like the the creature who will bring it about is here mm-hmm. and i and at this point they're like once hellboy arrives they're like oh found him yeah exactly <laughs> that yeah, was it's, it's kind of interesting too because uh the original set the original seven in the brotherhood of ra were still there into the osiris club but they slowly added more members but those original seven uh hellboy even points it out because when he sees that picture with professor broom in it He's oh, like, yeah, you're he's right. like yep. Professor Broom looks like this is when he was young, but you guys don't look like a day older. Yep. And then they're just like, yeah, don't worry about that. Yes, the original <laughs> seven are still hanging around with their original goals. They've been waiting this whole time since 44. Yeah, because that was like the one like compensation they got. I was like, you're going to live to see the end of the world, like, but you're going to kind of come out a little bit on top, but so you're going to be immortal until it happens. Right. So they're thinking, okay, if Hellboy's here to end, end the world, this is our, like, we're the, tr- like, we're the wild hunt. This yep. is our job. Like, we have to end Satan right now. Yeah, exactly. And they stab him and leave him for dead and like he like he just gets like stabbed a bunch of times with these spears like these electric spears yeah and uh they have a couple interesting lines uh given this where this story will go because i mean if you're if you've read this whole book you kind of know the twist ending of this book uh about hellboy's lineage yeah but it's cool because they have comments that kind of start setting that up yeah because they stab him and and they're like, you never should have come back. Like we we know what you are, and the devil will never sit on the throne of England. Yeah. And when you're reading this the first time, you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Like what the hell are That's they a, talking about? Why would the, <laughs> I don't know why he'd sit on the throne of England. Yeah. But it's a really cool call out. And like it, and like going back and reading this, I'm like, oh, this is a cool fucking scene. I love this scene. Yep. Because it's like the Wild Hunt betraying Hellboy and leaving him in the river. Uh, but then bad news comes out for the Wild Hunt. Yeah. Because uh, they get scooped up and attacked by the trolls they were originally hunting. I think they forgot that there were actually still trolls. Yeah, they kind of let that slip. Yeah, they should have tried doing this when there weren't actually trolls. Well, what they should have done is used Hellboy to help him beat the trolls and, and then, then be like, all right, let's go get a beard. <laughs> oh! <laughs> like, this was a bad plan. You could have used him. Terrible plan. Because they, they even call out like when they're killing him. They're like, they, we've been doing this for centuries. So yeah. like, they should be able to kill trolls. Yeah, they're like, we think we needed your help. It's like, oh, you should not have said that, bro. Right. And it's only because they attacked Hellboy that they got surprised. So yeah, you're exactly. Right. It would have been easy if they just would have like used him. Bad planning. And make him do all the work. Exactly. Too. Yeah. And you have him get tired out because after that battle, he's not going to be able to fight yeah, back. Yeah, this was a bad plan because they, they all get they wiped out and oh, while yeah. Hellboy's like recovering he wakes up in the river he actually has a vision of yep. like a bunch of corpses in a cave and King Arthur with his sword yep. sitting on a, a seat yeah it's pretty and so awesome it's like whoa like, <laughs> this is the, that's where the first tie into the, the King Arthur lore is and I'm like okay okay yep Hellboy actually gets woken up by a sparrow or like a what kind of bird is that? Like a little white bird. It's a sparrow or, oh, okay. or maybe like a dove. Yeah, like a dove, dove, I think. Yeah. And uh, the dove is like, wake up. And he's like, ha. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? And and, and the, bird, the bird even tells him like the giants are near. Like they can't see you. I put an invisibility spell on you. And you're like, oh, OK. Who's this person? Yeah, clutch. he's like holding some weird flowers or something. It's right. Like, as long as you hold that, you're invisible. Yeah. And it's a uh, Halo combat evolved rules. You're invisible. But if you fight back, you'll become visible. Yeah, exactly. So it's Halo rules. <laughs> 
Um, and so the bird tells him this, and they're like, "All right, we'll be fine. Just keep going through. You'll be invisible. We'll just this will be fine." Yeah. And Hellboy's like, "Oh, okay." But then for some reason he turns around, and the bird's like, "No, no, no, not that way." The Hellboy's like, "You said I'm invisible," and he's like, "Well, let's just find out and see if that's true." Yeah. So it's weird because Hellboy is like. He's picking a fight. I think he's, like, pissed off. Exactly, yeah. Like, he could have just walked away. Yeah, he could have easily just walked away, but he's like, forget it. I'm, you know what? They're right. I'm, I'm the wild hunt now. I'm taking out these trolls. Yep. Uh, and so he goes and just, like, wipes out these trolls. And we see it, like, he keeps remembering it as this comic goes by mm-hmm. because it gets brutal. He yeah. fi- he finds, like, a sword on the ground that one of the trolls had and starts yep. wailing with it. And he's like, it's it's interesting, too, because this is another kind of setup moment where... By the way, are we going to get shit for calling him trolls? Or, they're, or they're giants. giants yeah. Oh, you're right. I, I think I started calling... Someone's going to be like, uh, actually... Yeah, you're right. These are giants. I've been saying that trolls the whole time. It's close I, enough. They're, trolls are maybe smaller than giants. Yeah. Someone tell me the difference between a troll and more, a giant. More reptilian. No, I, I think giants are like smarter than trolls. Yeah, when I think of giants, I usually think of like... I mean, that they can have, like, you know, fee-fi-fo-fum type deal. Yeah, no, they, they're definitely different things, because even in, like, Thor lore, like, giants and trolls are different things. Oh, definitely. So, you're right, that's a fun Well, and then there's, like, Norse mythology, like, giants are, like, almost smarter than humans, right. so, like, their so, own so race. Thank you for correcting me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so he gets one of the swords from the giants. It's a giant sword. The giant. how you know. <laughs> it's not a troll sword. <laughs> And it's it's cool because it's a little like setup moment, a hint where it's like he's way better with this sword than he should be. Like yeah. he doesn't use a sword. Yeah. Like he should be like like it's not hard to use a sword, but he's like a freaking like savant. A, yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's like talking shit. He's like, oh yeah, you like that? Come on, come on. He's like <laughs> he's like really getting into the fight. Like, yep. He's like getting his blood up, and he keeps remembering this as the comic goes by. He's like, what happened to me? Like, why did I? do all that yeah it definitely bugs him the whole time right because he, hellboy's never like that like mm-hmm. he's never just like in it for the like sometimes he's like you know talk shit during a fight like come on buster you yeah. know that kind of thing but that's against someone who like deserves it or already like yeah talk he's shit not trying him. to kill him usually yeah yeah exactly um like unless he like really has to um while this is all going on we do get a little more uh backstory on grugach because grugach is a, a changeling essentially he mm-hmm. that's why he was the one posing as the baby when they were trying to do that yep um and we get a little more backstory of him like we see him like as like a human or an elf i guess is more accurate yeah um because he's like just in this like beautiful garden with like um he's in like this beautiful garden with this woman he's in love with and it's kind of like a sad ironic story where he can change into anything he wants so he keeps changing into uh so she's like, Well, if you can change into anything you want, like he show he shows her like this giant like cat saber tooth thing and yeah. it scares the shit out of her. Yep. And and she she's like, Oh no, like please don't be that. That scares me. And so he he just changes his mind. He's like, Okay, I can be this little bird, like, this cute little bird. Yep. But then a cat shows up <laughs> and eats him. <laughs> yep. And so it's like, oh, yeah, it's it's almost like an ironic tale you'd hear about in like folk story. Oh yeah. The reason they bring that up, too, is because not only is Grugach going to be in the story, but the baby, Alice, um, is in the story as well. Because that story took place back in the 50s, I think the late 50s. Okay. Uh, and so Alice, at this point, is a grown woman. You'd think she'd be like an old woman, but she hasn't aged exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she even mentions that. She's like, oh, you like... Uh, because Hellboy's like, oh, you haven't don't really look like you've aged. She's like, oh, is that, that a compliment? <laughs> well, and I think she even uh, does a subtle reference where she's like, yeah, I guess like the the fairies or pixies like uh, did some good for me too. Right. Yeah. So it, then, like something must have happened to her while she was kidnapped. Yep. Right. Because kinda... she has like some weird like psychic powers. She does. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, this is where we're kind of reintroduced to her, and uh, she kind of does have like a little bit like romantic chemistry with Hellboy as well. Mm-hmm. Um. She kind of ends up being like Hellboy doesn't really have a love. If, if Hellboy has a love interest, it's Alice, okay. I would say. Um, I mean, and some people. I mean, I, I do think it's a little weird how it's like thrown out there so late into the series. 
And like from a character from a one-off is just all of a sudden in this story and like his romantic love interest that kind of seems like a little bit of a lack of buildup. Yeah. Maybe my one complaint, like I wish Alice had been in more of Hellboy in general if you're going to go this route. Okay. But I mean, she works, she's awesome in this story. So I'm like, I don't mind it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, he, like, well, he's basically just in his head remembering his fight with the giants over and over. And he tells her like, I don't know what happened to me. Like I was bloodthirsty and I don't want to be that. Mm-hmm. Uh, while this is all going on, uh, Grugach has successfully gathered all the parts of Hecate, or not, he- sorry, not Hecate, yeah, uh, yeah. Nimue, yep. the other witch. Yeah, um, <laughs> pretty pretty similar to Well, Hecate is probably higher up on the scale. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, than Nimue. Yep. Nimue is like the blood queen. She was like the, the evil witch, essentially, who wanted the, the creatures all to rise up above man and not have a truce. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was betrayed by other witches who were like, no, we should be in the shadows. Like, we're, we're not meant to rule. Like, that's too much. Yep. Um, and so they all, but they betrayed Nimue away and they're the ones who cut her up and put her in separate places because they couldn't kill her so their best bet is just bury the pieces mm-hmm. um but sadly all you got to do is play uh, a five-piece puzzle piece and then it's back together <laughs> yeah exactly and so now these witches who betrayed her they're they're all kind of they're old at this point mm-hmm. um they haven't aged like she has and so they come up to her and she's like oh i like i hardly recognize you which 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 one is the one who betrayed me <laughs> like, uh, it's, uh, and one of them like one of her lackeys steps up first and she's like oh i respect your bravery mm-hmm. like you stepping up and like owning your mistake and she still gets punished oh yeah but then the one who actually betrayed her like she knows who who's there the whole time uh Gnida was the oh, one right. who like uh, actually like poisoned her and like betrayed her and cut her up and so Gnida gets the worst of it. She like basically force grabs her and crumples her into a ball. <laughs> yeah. Like contorting her and like torturing her and she doesn't die. She's just in a ball like broken bones like broken body screaming it's pretty gross yeah i just watched suspiria recently and if you've seen that movie it was a lot like that one scene (laughs) (laughs) if you know what i'm talking about good call (laughs) i don't want to spoil anything so uh yeah so the blood blood queen is back and she means business and and she's not afraid to not take well i mean i guess she kind of is taking prisoners but they're not going anywhere (laughs) yeah she's taking servants yes And Hellboy is kind of like led along by some of these uh, fairy creatures because I think after Magda, he's figuring most of them are on his side, like they're trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and he, and, and I think he too, like given everything that's going on, he's like, all right, I, like I'll just follow these creatures. We'll just go where they want us to. And he's like, I'll take you where you need to go, Hellboy. Come with me. Yeah, being way a little bit too impressionable. Right. And well, another cool uh, setup moment too is he keeps calling him an Englishman. Yeah. And Hellboy's like, I'm American, please. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, No, no, I know an Englishman when I see one. You're an Englishman. He's like, Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, Which I, is another, I, I say, like, hmm. I say, ah, crap. Like I'm American. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, he, as he's following this creature, he actually uh, leads him into a trap where they get swarmed by these little uh, little fairy dudes with uh, these golden swords. Yeah. Which it's cool. The golden swords actually kind of look like. Um, it's got that art style that kind of makes it look like the Hyperborean swords that we saw last week in. Uh, Hollow Earth. Oh, yeah. Like the definitely. one that King of Fear had. Yep. Um, it doesn't, yeah, the it doesn't, staffs. It doesn't have quite the same design, but it, it looks like it, it's like gold. It's like these gold weapons. Like, yeah, it looks like, kind of like Excalibur, too. Yeah, they glow. Yeah, so it's almost like that's maybe like an ancient artifact trait where it's like all these ancient magical artifacts just have these gold kind of... They almost look blunt, too. Mm-hmm. Like these weapons, too. It's interesting. Oh, it could be real, for all we know. It could be, yeah. Uh, but he gets betrayed by these creatures. He's, and they, they're tiny, too, so he's just like taking out barrels of them with each punch. <laughs> yeah, it's just like pygmies. <laughs> right, like, hey, yeah. <laughs> as he's fighting them, he actually gets rescued by more of those doves, like because that hasn't been explained yet. With the dove, yeah, the birds to the rescue, and, and he's like, "Oh yeah, this dove thing." Oh shit! <laughs> and a bunch of them come flying in and like scrape up the creatures. Yeah, we should and, probably look into that, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so they ended up saving him, but uh, Alice gets, gets uh, poisoned by one of the creatures. Yeah, and she's sitting there, and and uh, she's told like by the doves, like, "Oh no, she's gonna die." And the doves actually all transform into these sisters. Yep, these um. 
Yeah, it's weird. They kind of look like weird, like humanoid alien, like nuns. Or like nuns you'd see in like a like a Catholic like hospital, right? And uh, they're telling him like, yeah, she's poisoned and she will die, but we can take you to someone who will keep them safe. Mm-hmm. And the doves tell him to close. Uh, yeah, I guess the dove ladies would uh, tell him to close his eyes, yeah. and when he opens them again, he's somewhere else. Yep. And he's in front of this like castle surrounded by fire yeah. with a single bridge across it. Yep. And uh, and this two were holy crap, as he says. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that, that's a good way to end issue four. There, I like that. Oh yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Where am I? <laughs> yeah, it seems like Hellboy's always like being either teleported or like transported to just weird ass castles. Right. <laughs> and it's cool too with the, all these England stories. This is kind of like a trait in England, it seems like in the Hellboy universe, where other dimensions are just like always there and you can just travel between them. It's like the it's like the dimension of the fairies, essentially, it seems like. Yeah, it's like all oh, the dim- they kind of run parallel and like if you know where like the slips in the voids are, you can right. kind of maneuver. And, and if someone's taking you there, you could just blink and be there. In an instant. Yeah. yeah. And without even like not feeling anything yep um and they tell him like we brought you here for a reason we need your help if you look across the bridge there's a single guardian it looks like uh there's like a big knight with like a big mace standing yep. right in the middle of the of the bridge yeah it's like your classic like guardian knight like garden something yeah like the dark knight right yep. and hellboy's like well who's that guy and they're like well he he commands and guards the bridge like uh if you want to if you want to save alice we need to get through here like our queen is in there yep and she'll save her and and hellboy's like uh did you guys do this whole thing just so I could come here and kill this guy for you? <laughs> yeah, am I just your janitor? Right. Like, did was this whole thing a setup and they don't answer him, which <laughs> yeah. is interesting. Yeah, because right. given like who he's going to end up meeting, I it's possible that this was all a setup just to oh, get def- him there. Definitely, it, it very well could have been. Yep. Um, because he's like, well, all right, fine, I'll do it just because it's the only way. But this is this seems like a rotten deal. Oh yeah. And so he goes on the bridge. He's like, hey, listen, Buster, like, let's do this. <laughs> like, nothing personal. I just got to get past. Right. <laughs> and he's like, no, you're welcome to just step out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the creature, like, it gives him a good wallop with the mace. He's like, get back. Boom. Oh, yeah. Knocks him out. <laughs> and, and Hellboy's taking a beating. And so, like, this guy is like an unstoppable force, essentially. Because yep. Hellboy thought he'd, you know, most of the times with monsters, Hellboy's able to just punch his way out of it. Oh, yeah. Um, so he figured he could just go in and mano y mano this guy. But he gets tossed off the bridge. And uh, when he's falling out of the fire, these demons come crawling out. Yeah, and they're they're like little demons, they're just they're, like little henchmen demons. Yeah, they're like the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah. They're, the, they're like slaves essentially. Yeah, and uh, the little demons are telling him like, "Hellboy, Hellboy, I know his secret. Like, this is our master. But if you help us, like, kill him and be free, like, if you become our master, like, you'll reward us, right? Like, yeah." Well, like, I think, yeah, he says, like, just uh, don't forget me, like, when you take your throne. Right. It's like, what, what does that mean? And that's an interesting <laughs> line, too, because they, they probably know more about Hellboy than he does. Oh, yeah. So they're like, listen, when, when you become the king of hell, remember yeah. me. <laughs> was, Wait, what was that last part? Oh, nothing. 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 <laughs> and uh, so they tell him, like, listen, this, is, uh, this guy is a servant of the... Yeah, the cult of the flyer. Yeah, the order of the fly, which yeah. is a, a, a set, like a, almost like a, a legion in hell. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, he, they say he's powered by this ring, and it's literally like a fly in like an orange ring. That's yeah, like an amber fly yeah, on yeah. his on his wrist yep. or on his finger. I mean, yeah. And they tell him like, if you break that ring, that's all his power. He gets his power straight from hell from the legion. Yep. So if you destroy that ring, he's out. And so Hellboy is like, oh, okay, sure, thanks, thanks, little buddy. And the little, little guy's like, remember your promise. Remember, like, you didn't even get my name. <laughs> it's kind of hard to tell us apart. <laughs> yeah, really, come on. I don't feel like you're going to be, I don't feel like you're going to follow through on this, Hellboy. Uh, but using that ability, he uses the right hand of Doom to just crush the, the fly ring. Yep. And yeah, he's able to defeat the knight handedly after he loses his power. And get through to the castle. And so the the sisters come behind him with Alice and they're like, good, you've, you've made our way clear. Yep. 
And when they get in, they find out who summoned them, who the original dove was, who woke them up. And it is Morgan Le Fay, who we called out at the very beginning. This is a classic uh, King Arthur character. Yep. Um, who act, who plays a vital role in, in the Hellboy universe as well. Oh, so she's in more stuff than just this? Well, I just mean because of this. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, this is where she gets introduced. Okay, I see. Yeah. Um, Morgan Le Fay, for those who don't know, and I'm, I'm 99% sure this is from actual King Arthur lore. But again, I'm just basing this off Hellboy, so take this <laughs> for what it's worth. Morgan Le Fay is the half-sister of King Arthur. Also, the uh, lover is some Game of Thrones stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a bastard child named... Um, Mordred. Mordred, yeah. Yep. And that, that sounds familiar, so I think that is based That's on real. King Arthur. Yeah. That's real. So they, they stab each other, ending the line of King Arthur, so there's no descendants left, is what people say. Yeah. But Morgan Le Fay is like, no, like there's that's not everything that happened. Like, trust me, come in here. And Morgan Le Fay is interesting, because she's very, very cool, but she is like a, like a shady, like behind-the-scenes backstabber kind of person, it seems like. Oh, yeah. So I can very much believe Hellboy's original theory that Alice was poisoned, and that whole trap was a setup just to make Hellboy desperate. And yeah, to exactly. Because yep. Morgan Le Fay had to do anything to get, get in there castle. under false pretenses yep. and, yeah. then, and then explain the story afterwards be like no no while you're here <laughs> yeah oh by the way yeah <laughs> by the way did you know about king arthur <laughs> um but she says welcome home which is an interesting line because i think hellboy's been told that a bunch of times yep. by different people like welcome home this is where you belong yeah and he loves it every time someone says yeah it. that's like the number one thing to piss off hellboy be like you found your destiny here <laughs> <Right>. you are <laughs> yeah like you're the child of destiny and you have no choice over your own life oh yeah and, yeah and he's like mm, this is bullshit it's probably his favorite thing right during this whole time, uh, they, we, we also see scenes of the, the Blood Queen kind of gaining her power back, too. She's meeting with all the, the creatures, the fairy creatures of England, like, making deals. Be like, I'm the, I'm the, new, I'm, I'm the new ruler now. Like, you, you either bow to me or we're yeah, all going to die. spread the word. Right. And so, literally, like, creatures are, like, taking off their crowns, like, in tears, being like, fine, here you go. Like, yep. like we'll end our reign of peace. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this next issue is where the bombshell gets dropped. Because Morgan Le Fay just sits down at the table with Alice and Hellboy, and she's like, now, listen here. I got some wine. You're going to want to sit down. It's a big tail here. <laughs> and it's, it's a nice little scene, too, because she asks Hellboy if he wants wine, and he, he waves it off because at this point in the in the series, he's actually uh, stopped drinking. Oh, really? Yeah, because he realized he was he had, like, an alcohol problem. Oh, no way. Uh, yeah, so he actually – so I that was kind of a cool – I was like, oh, okay, I kind of like that. Interesting. Yeah, so it's like after eight eight v- volumes of him just being, like, the drinker and just, like, that's just a trait, just like a like – it was meant to be, like, a cool Wolverine trait, I guess. Yeah, But yeah. it's also just, like, it's just part of the world. Yeah, it's just kind of a personality it's a, yeah, thing. Yeah, it's something. It was believable. Certainly. I mean, if if you were a, like a spawn of hell, that, that's what like, I mean. Had no place in the world, you'd want to have a drink. Too. Yeah, he was an outcast. It makes <laughs> yeah. perfect sense. Oh yeah, but it's cool, like that growth, that character growth, where it's like, no, I like that was that was giving me problems. Like, yeah, and it I stays consistent. I fucked off for years doing nothing. Yeah, like, he, like there was literally like a like a two year period where he was just like gambling with skeleton ghosts and drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a hell of a time. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Morgan, the face, like, all right, fine, we'll do this sober. Settle in, because this is a tale. And yeah. she tells him the story of Mordred. Mordred was the bastard son of her and her half-brother, uh, King Arthur. So mm-hmm. this was the only, quote-unquote, the only child of, that Arthur ever had. Yep. And it was this bastard kid. She tells him, like, yeah, well, most people believe what I just said before, like the that King Arthur and Mordred killed each other, and that was the end of the whole... The whole Pendragon line, which that is the, it, the line yeah. of uh, King Arthur. Yep. And she's like, well, that's not really the truth. Mordred had three bastard sons with a witch. And Arthur's knights knew about these kids and, like, hunted them down and killed them. There were three bastard sons. Mm-hmm. But she tells Hellboy, like, but there was one that they didn't know about. There was a daughter, a bastard daughter as well. 
and they didn't know about her. And she grew grew up and had kids. She became a witch and had kids of her own. Yeah. Who had a daughter? Who had a daughter? And they were a, a, lo- a long line of they were all became witches. Yep. And so it's just a long line of witches descended from uh, Mordred, who is the who is the son of King Arthur. And so she tells him like, yeah, there was daughter after daughter until finally the last one, Sarah Hughes, and the yeah. boy's like. Oh fuck! <laughs> yep. Sarah, for those who don't Heard know, that name. Sarah Hughes is Hellboy's mother. Yep. Uh, she was a witch uh, who, at the very last moment, repented her evil deeds and and like tried to like repented uh, all of her sins and just kind of like tried to live a, pa- a path of good after that for everything yep. she'd done, which upset the demon who she was married to. Yeah, because she was married to a, a demon who who she also rode into battle as a flying goat, which kind of sounds badass. Oh yeah, but this is uh, a Zale. Which is Hellboy's father. Okay. So um, Sarah Hughes married this demon, and then later, uh, right before on her deathbed, repented her her evilness. Which and then Azale's like, "Wait a minute, this is bullshit. <laughs> this is all bullshit. What we got a deal. <laughs> yeah. What happened to ne- not even death do us part? Yeah, right. <laughs> and so Azale was like, "No, this is bullshit. Like you said, you'd sire a son with me, and drags her to hell where she gives birth to Hellboy. Yep. So that's that's Hellboy's origins right there in a nutshell. Like Sarah. And Hughes- like, so he did he know part of that before this or was this all like that, this that was, was his that was their plan i think before she repented that might be like part of partly why she repented no i'm saying like did, did hellboy have any knowledge of like his origin before this i think he knew the name sarah hughes okay but that's it no nothing about like uh the line of witches and king arthur and none well no i just about. meant like who his dad and who his mom were yeah and how uh, that yeah I, th- I think he knew that much at okay this point. gotcha I, I I could be wrong. I might be missed. It's been a while since I read those volumes, but I, I believe I believe he knew that. Or had like a part. loose idea. Yeah, because yeah. other people have kind of filled him in on a little bit of it. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so she's basically telling him like, yeah. So Sarah, if Sarah Hughes was the last descendant of King Arthur, now you are. Yep. And so Hellboy's like, fuck this, <laughs> not uh, again. As she's like getting closer to the end of the story, just like don't say it. Like don't do it. Yep. <laughs> like yeah, the, you, you are destiny. Like no, no, no. <laughs> So so now not only is he being like handcuffed with his right hand of doom to like being the king of hell, now he's yep. being handcuffed with his other hand to be like, no, 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 you're the king of England. Yep, like, which you're, is you're the hero. You're you're the wielder of Excalibur, and he's like, no, 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 <laughs> come on, man. I'm just freaking Hellboy. I like cigars. <laughs> <laughs> and Duncan for great, I want to call this out again because the flat hold the whole flashback scene of that scene we just described with Sarah Hughes and Azale looks it's awesome. great. Yeah, there's a scene of them like dancing around a fire doing like. Uh, yeah, it's like a classic witch Sabbath, Sabbath like yeah. a black Sabbath. Yeah. Like if you see, if you've seen the witch, it looks just like the, the yeah, end scene. It looks scene. just like the ending of the witch. Yeah. Oh, it looks really cool. It's great. And um, Morgan Le Fay even takes him to the sword. It's like a sword in a floating rock. Yeah, that's kind of being held halfway between dimensions. Yeah, which is awesome. It's really cool. <laughs> and so she's like, "It's right there. All you have to do is pull it out, and you're and you're the king. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is your destiny." It's like you keep using that word. I don't like it. Yep. Yeah, and then she subtly brings up, oh yeah, once you pull that sword out, like you'll have your army. And he's just like, wait, what army? Uh, I get it. I get a what now? <laughs> yeah. And uh, she has a cool line too, which calls back to what we said too. She's like, you've always carried a gun, but you felt more natural with that sword, yep. didn't you? Yeah, exactly. And like that's a that's a line that hits him in two different meanings because. But I think what she kind of means is like you felt like a natural, like you know how to wield a sword. Mm-hmm. But when she, when he hears that, he's like, he's thinking, when I had a sword, I let out my inner demon. So yeah. maybe that's bad. Yeah, exactly. And so what she tells him is essentially that 
if he pulls out this sword, the army she's talking about, like he'll raise the dead, like Arthur's knights. Like, yep. Arthur's knights aren't gone; they're waiting. Yep. For for the descendant to pull Excalibur, and they'll he'll basically have an army of the dead. Yeah. He'll be like Return of the King. It's like, wait, and those are the good guys. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, which which good guy am I in this? <laughs> and uh, she actually provides some interesting insight is to, into Nimue, the Blood Queen, as well. Yeah. Um, which is cool because she kind of ties Nimue into the larger cosmology of Hell- the Hellboy universe, too, because she says, like, well, yeah, Nimue was very much tied into all this, like, King Arthur stuff, but she also, like, she consorted with many demons, including, like, the demon, the dragon. Yep. When we see a picture of it, the Adru Jahad, the seven in space. Yep. Yeah, and she's consorting with that as well. So it's like, oh, cool, this is drawing into, like, actual lore and tying it in with, like, Mignola's whole Adru Jihad thing. Yeah, exactly. And, like, as she's explaining the story, she says, like, yeah, Nimue will will raise these creatures and she'll just white wreck havoc on the world. Like, it'll be blood. Yeah, blood. like, like it, she's not trying to, like, she's not going to win a war. Like, she's not going to ruin anything. She's just going to cover the entire earth in blood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and as she keeps saying blood, Hell, Hellboy has flashbacks again to him with the sword. Yeah, cutting those giants to pieces. Decapitated giant head. Yep, and we see the rest of that fight because that we didn't see that whole fight. But yeah. now we see it. And during the fight, he was cutting them to pieces and literally like grew like his horns back and yep. like the crown was back yeah like the skies were red above him and, all, <laughs> and like he looked around and he was like oh shit what have i done mm-hmm. and like instantly broke the horns off and dropped the sword and he was like whoa 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 yeah so like he literally had like a bloodlust moment and, like the the like i said the inner demon quite literally like broke out of him oh yeah so like when he sees the sword he's like well fuck that i don't want to ever wield a sword again like that brought out the worst in me mm-hmm. like if, if that's like if, if i pull out the sword and i leave an army of the dead and i become that again like that's bad fucking news yeah what happens after we beat nimue right <laughs> yeah exactly and we see uh it cuts back and and it's cool because morgan lefay doesn't like this whole time she's looked like herself like young and beautiful yeah but when we cut back to her again she's a corpse like th- it was all just a glamour yeah it was all just an illusion right she shows her real self to hellboy and she and she, and he's like well why are you doing all of this like why why fight, even fight this like why do you care mm-hmm. and she has the line like my son should have been king so it's all personal for her. it's yep. all just like petty like the throne should have been mine yep which is usually how these things go yep and so now hellboy has this decision to make like well I'm the fucking last descendant of the Pendragon line. Do I draw the sword? Like, I yeah. might need it. Like, that's, that's I think, the only thing holding him back. He doesn't want it. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's obvious. But, like, he th- he's like, how else do I beat Nimue without Excalibur, without this army of the dead? Like, what do I do? Yep. And even Alice is like, well, you should do it. Like, we need this. Like, you're if you're the last of the Pendragon line, that's good, right? That's the good thing. Mm-hmm. Like, draw Excalibur and just be yourself. Exactly. And that's, like, a. I feel like that's a really common theme with Hellboy. It was kind of from the last... Or, uh, what was it? Or, yeah, from uh, the Rasputin stuff and all that, too, where it's like, you know, he's tied to all these prophecies and fates and destinies. But at the end of the day, it's like if you just like if you just stick, stay true to you and like do like what you think is right, like it, you're not like destined or like uh, driven by your destiny. Like you can shape your own. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's like you like and that's kind of. And, but Hellboy He's hearing this, but then he's like, "Well, I lost all control just fighting giants." Like, yeah, I, maybe I can't without handle, Excalibur. Yeah, maybe I can't handle this. Like, if I draw that sword, it's all over. Yep. And plus, he keeps hearing these really uncomfortable whispers from King Arthur's knights that make him like, like creep him out. Yeah, they keep telling him things about like what who he is and like what he's done and what he will do. Yep. And like, cause they tell him like, "Oh, Satan! Like Satan is like he's not a threat. He's sleeping in hell, like yeah. under his city. Like he doesn't do anything." Yep. And like one day you'll go to hell and you'll just kill him and you'll just be the king of hell. Mm-hmm. He's like, "What? Shut the yeah, fuck like up!" Yeah, like Satan, small potatoes. Yeah, I, I don't want to <laughs> hear this right now. 
And we get a really, and Duncan Fregredo draws the shit out of this, but we get like a vision. Like he has a vision of what it would be like if he pulled Excalibur. Yep. And it's him like riding a dragon into battle through a burning like Manhattan. Yeah, it's and, awesome. And he's got like the full crowns, like full wings sprouting Excalibur in his right hand of doom just burning the world. Yep. And like they say, like your goal, the goal they wanted you to do, like the reason Rasputin brought you back, the reason Azale and Sarah Hughes had you is because you're Anunun Rama, the, the destroyer. You're the one who's going to free the slaves of hell essentially yep and he has all these flashbacks to different people like from like the stories we've already read Mm -hmm. all telling him the same exact thing they're like this is your destiny you were chosen for this you don't have a choice it's already happened yep you know and and he's he's sick of it he's sick to death of it because he's been told this whole time like oh my destiny is i'm the destroyer i'm evil i'm the i'm the antichrist yep and so now like someone's telling him the opposite like no you're the savior of everything you're the one who's good and he's like well that's also i'm being pulled i don't want to be pulled in either direction like Mm -hmm. i I feel like i have no autonomy in my life which is like sad i don't think it's yeah i can see it being pretty frustrating yeah so he's like "I, i have no control over anything like what's the point of doing all this and so, like, I think at this point, he just wants to have his autonomy back. So he's like, fuck it, I'll make a choice. Like, he, he walks up to the rock, and he's like, fuck it. Like, if this is the only way I can I can beat Nimue, I'll, I'll just do it. I'll just try my best. Yeah, yeah, not a whole lot of other options. And this is a really epic moment. This whole issue kind of centers around this moment, this final issue here, because it's, like, a bunch of characters from Hellboy's past just, like, they can sense it. Like, they're not near him. They're not here, mm-hmm. but they can sense it, and they almost, like, turn to watch. Yeah, because I'm sure, like, Rasputin and all these people that have, you know, been tied to this, like, I'm sure they've had some knowledge of, of like, his lineage, and they've been like, well, hopefully he never finds out about that, because if he does, we are fucked. Yeah, Rasputin never brings it up, but I would, I mean, I would be interested to th- wonder if he knew about the Pendragon thing. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, but we see, like, all these characters from Hellboy's past, like Sir Edward Grey, Baba Yaga is here. Yeah. Um, a whole bu- several people from the short stories, um, and they're all watching him like, oh, this is the moment. Like, he's finally ready for this. Yep. And so he, he reaches in, like, like to another dimension where Excalibur is being held and pulls it out. And he's like, oh, son of a shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a great moment. As soon as he pulls the sword, he's back on Earth. Yep. Because this is, a, just like I said, it's a blink of a dimension. It's like Stranger Things. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he pulls it out, and they're just in an open field, and he's like... Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. This is Excalibur. I'm holding it, <laughs> and Alice is like, "Oh, that was weird." It's like, "What happened?" And uh, my my favorite line in this is like, uh, "Like they're they're just walking away," and she's like, "So, and now you're the king of England." <laughs> He's like, "Yep." He's like, "Well, I didn't see that coming." And, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty wild. Final scene in this is really cool too because we go back to the Osiris Club. And they're like, they're panicking. They're yeah. like, oh shit, it's, it's, we didn't, we fucked it up. Like, Hellboy's alive, and not only is he alive, he pulled the sword. Yeah. Like, he's the, he's fucking, he's the Pendragon now. He's the <laughs> king of England. Like, what yep. are we going to do? And they, it's hilarious, too, because they're even like, we have to call the prime minister. <laughs> we have to tell him. <laughs> like, he can't know about this shit. Like, imagine the prime minister getting a call, like, oh, hi, we're the Osiris Club. Right. By the way, someone pulled Excalibur, so technically you're no longer in power. <laughs> <laughs> like, who is this? There's a new king now. He's like, oh, well, I knew this day would come. Thanks for telling me. Gentlemen, (laughs) well, who pulled Excalibur? I'll I'll warm up the seat for him. I'll let him know where to find all my desks and papers. Right, give him the lowdown. And as they're about to call the prime minister, they actually get shot and killed. And then there's like turmoil. They're like, "Oh, what are you doing?" Like they were club members. It's like, "Yeah, well, we're the original seven, bitch." Right. Like we we know the real goal. And then we we see another flashback to them getting this vision from uh, yeah, doing like a seance. They say the spirit was Larzad. Yeah, Larzad. Yeah. 
It's like an Egyptian god. That's I think. what it looked like, and, and they're, they're the Brotherhood of Ra too. So yeah, that makes sense. It's definitely with like Egyptian mythology, right? And so that's where we we explained it before, but that's where we like that's where they learned about Hellboy and what yep. the, like that they've been planning this for a long time. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's kind of where we leave this volume. It sets up for the Storm and the Fury, which follows this up and kind of is the, the culmination of Hellboy versus the Blood Queen. Mm. Um, I didn't want to get into that because it's that's very much a Hellboy main saga book. This is too, but this doesn't. This is all just set up in like cool backstory. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, you can kind of read this at any time and be mostly okay. Mm-hmm. The next book would be a bad idea. You shouldn't read that ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say because it because like I'd, shit's about to get real. I know because yeah. I was imagining like I was getting ready for the buildup of like this battle, but then it just kind of ends with that. And it actually ends in a sweet way with like that like the helmet with the three black crows on it and it's totally metal. That's going to be the crown, yeah. yeah. That's badass. But like, I, I like that, you know, it's not going to totally spoil all the rest of it for me without right. having to go ahead. But I highly recommend when you go through this in order, this is a great, like, the next, st- the stories leading up to this and, like, following this are great. Oh, I can imagine, and, Like, it's yeah. set up very well. Definitely. But yeah, that'll bring us to uh, the movie we're going to be covering, which is <laughs> Hellboy 2019, the David Harbour one from yep. last year. Uh, it is a movie. You could describe it as that, yeah. <laughs> you could describe it as a movie with it has things in it. Um, Moving yeah, pictures. Yeah, we don't need to go through the plot too much of this movie because it's, we kind of just did. It's almost the same. Yeah, it's literally like almost panel for panel. Like moments are straight up from the book. Yep. Which is bizarre. It's a weird choice to start a movie here, which I think is where a lot of my problems come from. I know. It's a very weird choice because, especially in the in a movie like this, because we get the whole story of like King Arthur and Nimue and uh, and Sarah Hughes and all all of that's pretty much yeah. straight out of the book. Yeah, they started out with a really bad like previously on TV recap like style. That's what I mean. Is like there's so like it seems like this movie is like. At like the second or third movie, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. Like uh, you, you could be watching this and conceivably be like, "Did I miss something? Mm-hmm. Like, was there a movie before this with like Baba Yaga? Like that I don't understand? Exactly. Yeah. Because <laughs> like Baba Yaga is in a lot of this movie, and it doesn't, and like kind of almost the best part of this movie. Yeah, definitely. And she, it's weird that she doesn't need to be in it, which mm-hmm. I hate saying because it was like my favorite part. Yeah, literally, all she does is guide Grogach to like uh the blood queen and then has like a that's weird such a weird and then has a weird interaction too. with hellboy a great cool well it's an awesome scene but yeah, like it's, it's something that like just didn't need to be there. yeah in the, in the long run it didn't need to be all there. she basically does is tell him where the blood queen is yeah and she tells him it's on that fucking hill yeah where she died it's like you couldn't fucking guess that exactly <laughs> but what i mean is like with with uh with baba yaga is it's like they keep like having these characters and like like when Baba Yaga is introduced with Grugach, mm. they're talking. They they each like briefly mention their their encounter with Hellboy and why they're pissed at him. Yeah, like as if we had seen it before. Exactly. Like Baba Yaga's like, of course, when I fought Hellboy and he betrayed me, now I'm out for revenge. I'm like, you did what and what and who are you? Yeah, and like, yeah. and this is supposed to be like a reboot. Of like this, of I mean. this franchise. Yeah. This is so, the first movie. Yeah, and so like us watching this, it's not bad. No, like if you're a Hellboy fan who's read all the books, I think you can enjoy this movie. But like, in because con- you know all this stuff, exactly. Yeah. But like in contrast to like how uh, Guillermo del Toro's like first Hellboy movie was, like it's totally different. Yeah, I don't blame anyone at all who's like never read Hellboy going into this movie and being like, "This is bad." Yeah, like, I mean, like what's happening? Like they're just explaining all this shit at me because so much <laughs> of this is missable. Oh yeah, because like when you're first starting a movie, having explained exposition of stories like just in throwaway lines is a bad idea because mm-hmm. people are gonna miss that. Exactly. It's not their fault because they're trying to absorb all this different shit. Yeah, like it's the first scene with a pig man and a Russian ghost with one <laughs> eye missing. They're like kind of distracted. Yeah, and so like yeah, literally Baba Yaga is just in here to like give directions to people but she's the coolest fucking character in the movie yeah so it's, it's a upsetting. great design 
like and like I like I said, if you've read the books, you can get a lot of enjoyment out of this because it re- this movie, if nothing else, respects the comics a lot. Oh, definitely, like almost to the point of a fault. Mm-hmm. Because like you know, the opening scene is like Hellboy in Mexico, which is kind of a cool scene. Yeah, the the luchador scene was awesome. Yeah, and Hellboy in Mexico is a classic Hellboy short story where he's okay. like fighting luchadors. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I gotta it's read awesome. That. Uh, it's a it's a twist on it, but just a reference enough, you know. Mm-hmm. And Hellboy himself, like. We can talk about this, too. I don't know if I'm a huge fan of the design. Not There's at all. There's something, and I can't pinpoint where the problem is exactly. It's I, it's because the it's the hair. I Be- think it is the hair. Because in the comics and in the Guillermo del Toro, it's like he's got his horns on top, and then it's kind of like, you know, the, it's kind of the ring balding where it's like on the sides and the back, but not yeah. on top. And in this, it's like, oh, well, he's young, but he shouldn't even be younger because no. this is 2019. Yeah. So it's like, oh, well, he's quote unquote younger. So his hairline is up closer to his horns. I don't know. And it just, I don't know if you look... even know if they're trying to say he's younger. I think they were just like, this is how he should look. It just doesn't look good. I, I don't know. It was disappointing. It was like, David Harbaugh is awesome. I love him. And like, he honestly didn't do that bad. No, he didn't do bad at all. Yeah. Like he, he has the character down. Yeah, exactly. But then some of his lines aren't the best. Yeah. But... Well, I mean, I think that's a lot. That's of not writing. his fault. That's the writing. Yeah. But he, he knows the character. It seems <laughs> definitely. Ian McShane, that was a, a cool casting as uh, Professor Broom, but that is not the Professor interpretation Broom. is Professor Broom, and this was very that's one of the big. That's uh, well, I mean, I'll say this probably a couple times, but that was probably one of my biggest problems with the movie too. Yeah, Professor Broom in this movie is like a bloodthirsty like spec op soldier. Yeah, like I, he's like I've killed many times, and I know I'll kill again. I'm yeah, because like because like, in the scene when he's at like the Osiris Club and the, he sees the picture with Professor Broom, it's like oh yeah, he joined us on the hunt. He loved it. He's like yeah. it's like what? And then Hellboy's like that makes. sense. Sense. He's always been a weirdo. I'm like, yeah, what is happening? Yeah, he's just like a bloodthirsty, like hard ass. Yeah, they, it's weird. Like, I don't know what the idea is, but trying to make Broom and Hellboy like not like you know have like daddy issues where he's like, Dad never loved me. I'm like, I that's know. the opposite. Like, if Dad never loved you, why are you Hellboy? Exactly. Like, you should have been a demon then. You know what I mean? Like, the whole thing was like the whole concept of this story is what if Hellboy had a loving father and like was raised to be good? Exactly. And like most of the interactions in this movie with them are like Hellboy complaining about something and fucking Ian McShane just goes like, oh, grow a pair. Right. It's like, it, what? Yeah, he's such a dick. <laughs> it's like, dude, he's a fucking demon. Yeah, he's so mean to Hellboy. Yeah, I like, hate it, it. It doesn't make sense. And, like, they kind of, like, they show one scene, too. Like, we get a scene that was, like... There's a lot of scenes in this movie where I enjoyed it purely for its reference to the comics mm-hmm. and not as a scene itself. Like, the whole World War II flashback scene. Yeah. Like, we get the scene from Hellboy 1, essentially. Like, for, of Basically. Rasputin with the glove, too. Like, we have Rasputin in this. Except it, the how it ends is very, very different. Yeah, because Lobster Johnson fucking <laughs> yeah. shows up. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, I had no idea Lobster Johnson was going to be in this movie, but it's like, what up, Nazis? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, cool. It's okay. actually pretty cool. No, it's great. Yeah. I, I mean, Thomas Hayden Church maybe isn't my favorite casting as uh, oh, is Lobster that, Johnson. Oh, that who that was? Yeah. Okay. He does okay. Like, I, I, feel, I, know, I feel like what... I understand where what he was doing with his role. what they were going for. He was like he was playing it very over the top, very like what up, like uh, uh, cartoony, Guten Tag, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's that's what Lobster Johnson is. So mm-hmm. I can't hate on it for that. But at the same time, it's like it feels out of place. I don't know. Something is weird about it. Yeah, and uh, him branding Rasputin with the claw was pretty cool. I do like that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of cool to have Lobster Johnson be tied in with the uh, Hellboy experiment. Like, yeah, him being the one to like, cool be there. That's yeah, a cool callback. Yeah, but then again, I mean, Lobster Johnson is like. They introduce him so quickly and then get rid of him just as quickly. And he's it not nev- in the never comes up again. So that's what I mean. Is like as a Hellboy fan already, I like that scene. As a person watching this, all of a sudden you're like, this, "Who the fuck is that?" And what are these lines he's saying? <laughs> yeah, Gutentag. Like, who are you? Yeah. Why does he have a claw on his? Why chest? did this turn into Inglorious Bastards for twenty seconds and then switch again, <laughs> and not reference back to it at all? Yeah. 
So it's like it's just the tone and the editing of this movie are like the, the edit, two biggest dude. Problems. Oh my, I'm so glad you brought that up because if you have like motion sickness, do not watch this movie. There's a scene where Hellboy when he meets up with who turns out to be Alice. Like I literally. I, I wanted to count it because there was a cut like every one to two seconds. And it's just a conversation. It's too. just a conversation. It, that can't be hard to edit. No. Yeah. And then just like, yeah, whoever edited that movie did a horrible job. Um, Alice is awesome in this movie, though. Like, yeah, she's I want to talk about the good things, too. Alice is, oh, definitely. Alice is great in this because she gets this cool power, too, which they made up of her being like able to astral punch. Yeah, people. she straight up get like a That's Doctor a cool Strange idea. astral punch. That's a cool idea. It's like, awesome. Like you can punch extra hard with your paranormal skills mm-hmm. and punch their spirit. Yeah. That's a fucking cool Pun- idea. Punch their spirit out of that dimension give them a spiritual left hook hell yeah that's dope yeah it's awesome uh another weird thing about this movie is uh there's another character they added uh daimo daimo is yeah. a character from bprd the the book we just read but he's not in that volume later he's introduced on. later yeah um and he is I, I mean i guess we'll talk about it now because yeah. the movie spoils the shit out of the coolest thing about him and uses it in a terrible way <laughs> which is he is he was on a, a spec ops mission in in uh I, I think I can't remember where South America somewhere somewhere in the rainforest. Yeah, and he's attacked Belize. by Belize. Yeah, Belize. Belize. Thank you. Yeah. He's, and he's attacked by this like uh, it looks they, like a panther. They god. called it a man eater. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like a it's like a jaguar were god essentially. Yeah, and but like, if you know anything about jaguars, they kind of they have context clues where it's like they would attack men and then drag them up into the trees and and like save them there as meals, which is what drag jaguars oh, do in real that's life. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. I didn't know jaguars did that. Yep. Yeah, they drag their meal up into trees so they can save it so other animals don't fuck with oh, it. Oh, that's 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 metal. I like yeah, that. It's awesome. <laughs> that's kind of cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he is essentially a were jaguar. Yeah. But in the comics, that's played as like a horror thing. Like that's bad mm-hmm. that he's a were a were vamp. Uh, a, sorry, a were jaguar. Yeah. I almost said were vampire. vampire. <laughs> That's another one badass. One. Yeah, that would be bad. Um, like they play it like it's a tool in his arsenal. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I don't like that take. I know, but not even though, because it's almost kind of like a Hulk thing he has no control over, which is how it kind of should be. That's how he plays it, but that never comes up. Like it's never like a thing that's dangerous. No, no. Like it's never like leave. I'm about to jaguar out. Yeah, because he has like these fancy syringes where like whenever he starts getting like uncontrollable, he's like, oh god, and he stabs himself with like a epipen. Right, and so Daimo just didn't need to be in this movie at all. Like yeah. the where Jaguar itself looks okay. It I looked pretty good. I like the design of it. A lot of the CGI in this movie was pretty bad. Yeah, but that was decent. I, I mean, I don't like complaining about CGI too much, just because I feel like it's superficial. I just want, but com- it is a problem. I just want to complain about how much they relied on it. Oh, that's that's that, that's true. And especially when it's contrasted to how good the practical effects looked, because like because Baba Yaga was pro- probably like ninety nine percent practical. That's effects, a good point. And it looked that was the best looking thing in the movie. That's a good point because we know they can do better. Exactly. We saw it in the same movie. Exactly. Yeah, because Baba Yaga looks amazing, and even Grugach looks pretty good most of the time. Definitely. Yeah. Um. Baba Yaga, I, I, I want to keep going back to this. It's amazing. It's such a good. She has the chicken house. Yeah, the, the and it chicken looks amazing house. in live action, like it getting down to the ground and, and letting him in. And she shit. even uses it like practically too. Yeah, because like, when she's trying to get Hellboy out, she like has she does like a weird thing where she controls the leg and like leans the chicken leg down so it like swoops like Hellboy out of the door. Yeah, and like. Uh, but it's weird. There's so many things that are just thrown out there and then like cut out. Like she's like, "Remember, if I tell you where Nimue is, I will remove your eye, and that'll oh, be yeah. payment," which is a reference to the comics. Okay, but. And she's like, I'll take it. And he's like, oh, you knew, you never said when. And he leaves. Yeah. And you're like, ooh, that'll come back to bite him. Yep. And then it doesn't. <laughs> well, and it's too cool because they kind of do a misdirection because when they introduce, when Hellboy shows up to Baba Yaga, she's like a frail old like crone. And then after he's like, oh, well, like, you're not going to get your eye now. And then she like bursts into action and like does like a spider walk. It starts like That's why she's him. so cool. Yeah. The, her, her in motion, the way she just like, contorts and walks oh, yeah. freely, no matter what direction she's pointed. Yeah. It's, 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 it's creepy. I like it. Yeah. It's like some And, she, like, and she has like 
bodies hanging that she just eats out of cups. Yeah, because she's like she has a dinner table set up for him. He's like, oh, this looks pretty good. What do we got on? What do we got on course? And it's, it's just like a baby's hand. Yeah. And he like looks uh, like behind a door, and it's just like a pile Meat of bodies of kids. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's yeah, it's horrifying. It's, it's like gross. A, the whole Baba Yaga scene is great in a vacuum. Yeah, I, I don't know if we mentioned this either, but the music. Oh, oh the music. <laughs> I don't want to mention it. It's yeah, so bad. Just, it's bad. I don't know. Like, uh, I don't even what genre would you describe? They they kept going back to like Nickelback kind of. It's like, a lot of early two thousands new metal. It's not like, Nickelback. But it reminds mu- me of that some, kind of there's metal. There's some Muse thrown in there. Uh, what? Else? Oh, and then the last scene of the movie that they, they had to throw in freaking um, I can't remember the name, but it's a Motley Crue song or Kickstart by Heart. Oh is, no! Uh, don't put Motley Crue in any movie. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, this uh, I there's things I like about this movie, but it's the only things that I would like, you know, yeah, or exactly. like not just me, like anyone who's read every volume of Hellboy, like or at least like is super into it. Yeah, like that's who. Like I think that's the only time you should watch this movie. Definitely. Like I mean, if you're listening to this episode, you're probably a big fan of Hellboy. Maybe you'll get something out of it. Like I didn't hate watching it. No, there were a lot of scenes where I'd be like, "Oh, cool, they're doing that thing." Or, Hell oh, yeah. cool, that's straight from the books. Yeah, like I mean, th- I wasn't like suffering through the movie. Like there were no. some a lot of redeeming factors. But if I didn't but... read Hellboy: The Wild Hunt or Hellboy in general, be, I would be suffering. I would have stopped because you you just keep getting thrown out with these characters who like you're having a hard time juggling and figuring out why they matter. And, yeah, like, for the most part they don't. And as soon yeah. yeah, as soon as you're like starting to learn about something when they throw like three more people at you right and it's like oh well where the hell are and, we And like we're doing fine because we know them and like we yeah. think it's cool that they're in it at all and exactly that's not enough yeah like it should have it should have paced itself better yeah like, it's basically was- just like oh check it out it's this dude and then it just, like sloppily goes to the next part and right it's, like just chunked along yeah, it's not spider-man you can't just throw him in and be like it's it's him yeah exactly. like, we gotta like get some context here mm-hmm. like make an impression on us first yeah definitely there's like i said good things i liked about this movie a lot of things i did not like professor broom has done terrible Terribly. Bad. He, and I he, love Ian McShane. I know. And he, <laughs> the worst part is he dies and Alice uses her abilities to bring him back as like the turning mo- yeah. moment. Like, like uh, Hellboy has Excalibur and he's about to like raise hell. Yep. And and literally like Broom comes back and this should be like the emotional scene. Yep. Where like, and this is where you could almost redeem the whole plot too. Exactly. Like, Hellboy, why was I such a dick to you all the, all the time? Like, why was I like this? Like, yep. I should have been nicer to you because I love you and you're like, you're my boy. And yeah. like, just be good. That's, that's all I wanted for you. Like, that would have been a great scene. Yep. Would have redeemed the whole thing because then I'm like, okay you broke it down to build it up yeah exactly but literally he comes back and his dying words are like quit being such a pussy (laughs) (laughs) literally yeah he literally tells him to grow a man up you fool he's like what why are you going around complaining yeah all you do is whine and complain (laughs) dude Alice brought you back from right. the spirit it's realm like, you, for this message. You are really fucking this up. From the spirit <laughs> realm. You come back and these are your final words. Right. Unbelievable. Oh, An man. unbelievable asshole is what you are. Right. Oh, my God. It's, it's, yeah, but somehow the setting. Somehow this assholeness is enough to, like, make Hellboy, like, oh, of course chop it's off work. chop off the Blood Queen's He's head. Like, oh, and, Dad, you always were a dick. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Good old Dad. Break it off. <laughs> That's all I needed to hear. <laughs> I just needed someone to tell me to quit my whining. Right? <laughs> I, I, someone's got to dig me out someone of my Someone help break these horns. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something. And then Dymo. They fucking ruin. Like, Dymo is... He only exists in this movie to spoil the reading of BPRD for everyone. Yeah, I was a little, pe- I was a little mad about that. Yeah, because there's no reason for him to be in this movie. He sucks. Because I remember you telling me about that. You, like you told me about Dymo before we even knew about 
he was in this movie and you were like, yeah, he's like this cool character. Like he ended up dying when all these people in this attack and then he just woke up in the morgue and you don't really know why. That's the cool part. It's yeah. Like, it's a mystery. So I was like, oh shit, like that's going to be awesome. Because what makes Dymo interesting is he's on this team with Abe Sapien and Liz and Johan, but he's just like this normal army dude. And okay. so the whole time you're reading, you're like, ooh, what's his thing? Yeah, yeah. I know he has a thing. Like yeah, he's yeah. not a normal guy. He woke up in the morgue. I want to know what his thing is. Mm-hmm. And when you find out what his thing is, you're like, that's not what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And now it's ruined. Yeah. Yeah, but, oh, well. And this movie ruined it just so they could have Jaguar Man jump up and be like, ha! Exactly. And like his whole, he, he has one subplot in this movie, and it's terrible. It, oh my he god, He goes yeah. to get a special bullet to kill Hellboy, because like, quote unquote, he's like, listen, nothing can be a devil and ever be good, I gotta kill it now. Yeah, it's like, like I don't, I don't care you. what they say. And you... that bullet never matters. Nope. He thinks about shooting no, it once. Yeah, it's literally like the scene where, uh, the end where, like, she reincarnates Broom to give him the old you're a pussy speech. And he's, like, sitting there, like, behind a, behind a pillar, like, aiming the gun at Hellboy. It's just like, should I do it? Should I do oh, it? Oh, it's so like, bad. Jesus, man. So bad. Why do they have to do my boy Dymo like that? Right. The actor wasn't bad. It's just, again... No, you, it, was a, it was a decent role. Yeah, but you, it's like, what is he gonna do? And he actually, the scars looked pretty okay. Looked good. At first, I'm like, ooh, that's Dymo. Okay. Mm-hmm. But and like they even played the wear jaguar thing subtle at first. Oh yeah, at first. But at then, first, then it yeah. just became a thing. Yeah, exactly. And like it, it, it's like when you have Dymo be that character, like literally the Hulk, where like Hellboy's teasing him, like, "What does it take to make you Hulk out? Do I gotta slap you?" Yeah, exactly. Like, you fucked up this character so bad. If that's the direction you're going, I, with he's it. just like a sideshow at this point. Yeah, uh, it's annoying. And then the movie has the audacity at the end to introduce <laughs> Abe Sapien, as if this movie's ever getting a sequel. Right. The fucking audacity. Oh my and. And that whole specs, like how it happens in the movie, it's like they're on a mission, like fighting, uh, I don't even remember what it was, just random things. And then they find like a tank and then it's like Abe, something Sapien and then like uh, Abe Sapien's hand like punches against or like slaps right, against the right. glass. It's like, oh yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, it's it's stupid. It's And so their, their idea was like, we're going to start a Hellboy saga with him already like being the king of England or like knowing all this shit. Like that's not a, re- like that should be a revelation. Exactly. And like, and Hellboy being on the mission when they discover Abe Sapien. Yeah. And it's like it's all the time, none of the, about the timeline in this movie makes sense. Yeah. Nothing. So, so Abe and Sapien like, is like the newest member. And yeah. Professor Broom is like maybe in his sixties. Oh yeah. That's the big, that's a huge plot hole. And this it. is 2019. I didn't ask the question until the end. Cause I didn't even think about it. I was, I looked at Broom. I was like, how is he alive? Yeah, like they're making. Uber. And then we were both like, "Wait, how is he alive?" <laughs> yeah, like we know for sure it's like modern day. They're making Uber and Twitter jokes. Yeah, like whole movies. So it's like, wh- why is he young? It's, it's 2019. He was clearly an adult in World War Two. Yeah, like, he should he should at the very least be an extremely old man. He'd be like in his hundreds. Because in the Hellboy books, like it starts in like 93, I think. Yeah, and in, in 93, Professor Broom is an old man. He's yep. an old old man. Yeah, and so it makes sense. You yeah, know? It, and that's no, in the 90s. Nothing about it makes that's sense. That's 20 years before this. <laughs> yeah, in the 30 years. Before before this yeah almost oh, oh yeah it, it makes no sense and it's not explained it's not like of course let me drink my youth serum real quick right it's crazy it's yeah so i so i guess my final verdict is this is a bad movie that you shouldn't watch unless you love hellboy then mm-hmm. i think you'll get i think you'll get your it's on it's on like hbo so you could watch yeah, it on there if you haven't already yeah so like if you're a Hellboy fan, go, go watch it for the... Or maybe just go on YouTube and look up the whole Baba Yaga chicken house scene. Oh, if that's on, yeah, definitely is watch it. Because really, that. that scene is worth it. Like, that scene is, like, legitimately good in oh, a vacuum. Yeah, definitely. It, it serves no purpose in the story at all. None. Other than to tell Hellboy that he needs to go to Pendle Hill, which is where the whole thing originated anyway, and he should have <laughs> just fucking knew that. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, yeah, it, it it's a really good scene, and oh, it doesn't yeah. redeem the movie, but... No. 
there's good things and bad things, but they're mostly bad. Yeah. But like I said, there's things from the books that are cool. Like they have that line that I love from the comics. Like, oh, so you're the king of England now. Didn't see that coming. Like, yep. like so they have a respect from the book, but it's almost like that Watchmen movie problem. Exactly. Where it's like you're doing it panel for panel. You're getting the lines right. You're getting it right on paper. Mm-hmm. But it's like you don't have this. You don't have the message of it right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yep. Like they didn't play the whole like he's handcuffed by destiny thing until the last fucking literally second. the last second. That was like the last line. Yeah, it's like that should have been the theme of the whole movie. Yeah, because like he went this whole movie like not even knowing the whole Anunun Rama thing. Yeah, he's he like, he's like, what that. is, what is that? It's like, what? Because the whole reason why the Wild Hunt is such kind of almost like a tragic story is because he's handcuffed up in both hands to exactly. different sides of destiny, and he has yep. no autonomy. Yep. But this story is like he doesn't know any of it. So what's the what's the big deal? It's basically him just being like, oh, like I have to kill other monsters, and my dad's being a meanie. Right. <laughs> like it, it could almost be boiled down to that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that, so that'll do it for our Hellboy series. I, yep. I loved getting into this, though, because I've mentioned it before. Hellboy is my favorite comic book character, and this is probably my favorite series of all time, BPRD and Hellboy included. Oh, yeah. Um, this has definitely gotten the hooks in to like, finally nice. dig deep Happy into it. Happy to hear that. Yeah. Um, and we've actually had a lot of people uh, on Twitter and like and whatnot message into us, be like, yeah, I started reading Hellboy because I saw you guys doing it on the podcast, and I've always wanted to read it, so I figured it'd be a good time. I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Fucking get the go- train going. It's not too late. Yeah, I love There's that. There's still, still new Hellboy books coming out. I mean, they're really? all they're all flashback stories, which oh, like short stories but that's kind of like where hellboy that's like where the hellboy wheelhouse always was anyway exactly and like when you have a universe with like that that good of characters and that good of like lore then you could do right. anything with and it it's always that's and the cool thing about that is it's always going to be new too. exactly it's not yeah. like you're just going to be resting on your laurels and going back to these old stories and like retelling it it's like mm-hmm. it's always going to be new lore yep based on like new folk tales it's like that's a good take exactly um so yeah so we'll be talking about uh some more shit next week like i said we have that three-part series on thor starting mm-hmm. which is going to be pretty cool so next week we're going to be doing the first six issues of thor god of thunder by jason aaron and Esad ribic which is a really good fucking book it's really cool it has really good art and has lots of thunder hammers in it yeah i'm pumped for that so if you like thunder hammers and you like electricity and you like guys with capes and blonde hair then you will join us next time and we'll be there oh yeah goodbye everybody